Hi, everyone. We have an intriguing guest today. She was referred to me by Dr. Mark Goulston, and um, the conversation that we have took a turn that neither of us expected, but, you know, that's what happens on this show. Her name is Veronica Conway. She's often dubbed the secret weapon by her clients. She's an award-winning entrepreneur and founder of three coaching companies, including the Black Professional Coaches Alliance, the world's first coaching organization dedicated to the transformation of people of African descent. She's also the founder of the Black Mastery Word Summit, the first and largest digital gathering of black thought leaders in the history of the black online space. Man, do I want to talk to her about digital tech initiative. She's also an expert offering you Unleashed, which is an exclusive private clinic for powerful, high-functioning women that eliminates the primary block to achieving their next level of performance. She's coached everyone from truck drivers to CEOs, athletes, artists, and celebrities. She's got more than 7,000 hours of personal business and financial coaching experience, and she's incredible. She's also an empath. So stay tuned for this fascinating show. I'm not the house of cards that falls down easily. Oh, I'm strong enough to handle what you throw at me. Welcome to Mental Health News Radio. I'm your host, Kristen Sunanta Walker. Just what are we going to discuss? The intimacy that is mental health. Let's continue to make it as comfortable as discussing brain health or heart health. This show has been on the air for several years and we have amazing co-hosts. And then we created a network of podcasters on mentalhealthnewsradionetwork.com, a place where every possible facet of mental well-being can be talked about openly. My show, after several hundred interviews, the format is this. Intimate, deep, funny, touching, sometimes uncomfortable, but always vulnerable conversations with interesting people. The goal is to have you, our listening family, many of you who have become my good friends, feel as though you are listening in on private conversations. Thank you for tuning in and becoming part of this amazing journey with me and now with our network of podcasters. Just knowing this podcast might be helping any of you realize you are not alone on this journey called being a human being makes doing this podcast worth every second. Veronica Conway, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, it's my pleasure, Kristen. I'm really excited to be here today. Yeah. Now, our wonderful mutual friend, uh, Dr. Mark Goulston, is the one who introduced me to you. Yes. Love that man. I know. He's fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, he really is. (laughs) And uh, I had sent out an email to him explaining a situation that I was in where I was loosely accused of racism yeah, and that's never ever happened in my in my life before. Not that I'm some perfect person, but that's sure tends to not be um, you know an an issue. I I did have one situation where I was not describing someone who is transgender correctly, and my yeah. guest said, "Oh, you need to say it like this," and you know that was the end of it. But the situation when I reached out to Mark or Dr. Goulston, I said, "Listen, um, the situation is such where this other person is." Um, causing damage to a lot of people and they're not abiding by um, the rules of engagement and legal engagement and they're 
default hit you back is, oh, there was a race issue. And we all kind of looked at each other like, what? There were what? Yeah. with multiple races involved. Like, what, what is that about? So it made me, I didn't take it seriously in terms of I know what I say and what I didn't say, but it did make me think about, we've done so many shows about the Me Too movement and all of these different things that go on uh, where you have accusations and they are very real, but what do you do when you're on the other side of that and someone is using that as a way to kind of attack you and get out of a contract or whatever it is they're trying to do? Sure, sure. So I reached out to Mark and he said, you need to talk to Veronica Conway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. I, know some things. I know some things about this lane. So yes, so yeah, yeah. I'm, glad he, I'm, glad he, I'm glad he connected us. Yeah, I am too. So my my thing about that is I feel like it's, I feel like it in this way. Um, I understand uh, racism in the way of understanding sexism. I know there are different yes. things, but I understand yes. it from being uh, a female, being in technology and, sure. you know, being a CEO forever. And did I experience that kind of stuff? Absolutely. Have I experienced racism? Yeah, a couple of times. Definitely I have, but uh you know, it was more uh, societies where they really don't have any respect for women. Yeah. And so, right. so sexism was underneath that. Sexism yeah. was underneath that. But I've yeah. never had anybody say, oh, you are against, you know, Indians or you're against, you know, Asian people or anything like that. I've never had anything like that. And I thought, oh, this is, this is, what does this do? What does this do to all of us that have fought really hard against these kinds of things sure. to have that sure. kind of stuff thrown out there and then have it splashed on social media um, so that you're getting a trial before you even go through a legal process. Yes. Yes. Well, I think Kristen, I think we have to sort of understand the pendulum swing that we're in the midst of right now. And these are sort of uncharted territories, right? right. Uh, uncharted waters. The pendulum has really been swinging from one of sort of suppression and, and oppression, mm-hmm. right? To expression. And we don't really have a rule book or guidebook or map of the terrain when <laughs> right. people that have historically not had a voice, right? People, right. Um, whether it's women, women or people of color, um, have not had full voice, right? In terms of their issues and what they confront and what they face. And so we're moving into a, a, a place where that's all getting sort of wildly unleashed. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And inside of that, you can have people that have predatory intent, right? And don't mean, you know, aren't playing by a, a set of rules that are equitable and fair. Um, and social media is an amplifier, right. right? So so now all of this sort of unruly suppression is sort of like, you know, it's being expressed. But we have to, I think, have some discernment about how we vet what's being amplified in social media. Right. Right. Exactly. It's that whole thing about, don't, I've, I've said this too. I actually did a great show with one of our podcasters who was having a mental health issue. It was a medication issue and he bravely came on a show and we talked about how I was getting a lot of uh, angry people coming at me because he's a podcaster on our network and he was posting things. They weren't racial, but they were just very inflammatory things on yeah. social media and it was ticking people off. And I knew what was going on in his personal life. Um, and I called him and said, Hey, you've got to like, what's going on. Yeah. But we know that as a mental health company, sure. There's something underneath this, but outside of the bubble, 
of, of mental health or sure. or bubble. Sure. It's like general public. They don't care. Yeah. About it's 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 a wild west out there. And <laughs> and you know, I've been a coach for about since since back before the earth cooled. So I've been in that bubble too, of where people are really working to higher purposes and mm-hmm. and and everybody is looking for sanity and and clarity and and you know activation. And so we can and so but the, but the world <laughs> is not always uh, in alignment with us in that way. Yeah, it's kind of interesting to have to be outside of the bubble, which the bubble is getting bigger. Yes, I've, I've yes it, it is. You know, now yes. that I, I go to a nail salon now, which is rare because I don't care, but when I if I have to go somewhere and put on regular clothing, um, I will do that. And I notice that I can mention a topic like bipolar disorder or yes. depression or whatever, and everybody, including the people that work at the nail salon, are like, "Oh yeah, I get it." Where it's two years ago, they were they were Correct. like, <gasps> Correct. And the cluster B stuff, right? Like narcissistic yes. personality disorder. I've, I've been seeing that, the awareness around that really explode. Mm-hmm. The people are, are coming into awareness around the mental health issues that, that affect us. And so that's a good thing. Um, but it's a, it's a sort of a bumpy, circuitous route. It's not a straight line, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and that's what we sort of have to deal with, sort of, you know, how, how to give voice to what needs to be given voice to, but also understand what may be impacting those voices. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So in a situation where say um, somebody is being attacked and you don't know what the truth really is yet because they haven't gone through a legal process, Mm -hmm. you have that level of discernment to look at it and go, I don't know if I'm going to just jump on that bandwagon. Right. What do you say to your clients or to someone who's in that situation on either side, uh, how to navigate it? Well, it's interesting. When I was back in, before I started my business 20 years ago, and I was back in um, corporate America uh, working in the medical, working in telecommunications in the medical profession, um, I was uh, falsely accused of sexual harassment by an employee, right, as a way of that employee getting out of being, um, sort of pun- you know, um, disciplined, right. In the right. context of her performance. And so rather than take, you know, take her uh, licks, she decided to accuse me of sexual harassment and it was a union environment and everybody knew it was false. Right. And, um, but we had to play it out because right. it was union and she had to have her, you know, she had to be given voice. And so I just sort of lived to tell the tale, but I think that, um, I think people have to have, I think we have to have healthy ways to achieve equilibrium. So I think we have to listen deeply in a, in a much deeper way to claims that are being made and listen with discernment and, and vet and vet for intent because predatory intent, right. Can happen in any, any race, any, any gender, right. It, right. It's, it's, and so we have to listen for the signs and signals of that. Mm-hmm. Um, those that don't have predatory intent can be quite blindsided, uh, by that because you're uh-huh. like, cause you, cause you project your, your goodness and your intent onto the world and you say, Hey, everybody thinks like me. Um, and it just isn't necessarily so. So I think we have to begin to have a deeper listening and a deeper vetting for understanding sort of the clues of when someone means harm. Right. Yeah. So we could do a whole show, I can tell already, on narcissistic personality. Oh, my gosh. I just, 
went through a whole big thing with that in the past year and really got clear. Like I had no idea that existed in the world. Oh, just, okay. Just well, didn't yeah. see it coming. So, so it's <laughs> yeah. this, and I, and I've learned sort of the, now I know what to look, what to listen for and what to look for mm-hmm. um, and what those red flags are. And, you know, there, and I had to really come to the awareness and the understanding that there are people that mean, you know, well, yes. and so we have to know what those signs are. Absolutely. And our, and our nature is to, well, my nature has always been to blame myself. I yes. must have done something. I must I, have done something wrong, right? Yeah. Like I didn't handle this person properly. That's why they're doing this. And I really had to sit back a few times. I've, I've had a few in my life. I've had to sit back and go, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. They were intent on, on harm from Correct. the outset. So there was Correct. no way that this was going to turn out well. Correct. And I've learned that it's not your job to, once you understand that you've been met with malicious intent, it is 100% not your job to do, uh, you, you can do the self-searching around protecting <laughs> going <laughs> forward, but it is in no way your responsibility, nor is it your job to self-search in terms of what you could have done better to meet the predatory. You just, it's just, <laughs> right. And uh, you can, and if you're, in, if you're empathic and, and um, you know, you can, and you, you know, you tend like you live in this bubble, right. Where you trust everyone. It, 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 um, it, it, it's a new lens. It's a new set of goggles. Uh, I think to look at the world then with through, but uh, I, I, it, it really is upon us to, to learn how to protect ourselves from this environment. There's 25 million plus cluster Bs in the United States. That means like one out of seven or one out of 10, or I'm not sure what the ratio is, but people that you will come into contact with uh, mean have no conscience and mean you harm. So I just think we have to uh, know that, prepare ourselves for that, gird ourselves for that and, and, let me ask you this. Did you know anything about the fact that we have probably the most podcasts in the world on that particular thing, other podcasts on just narcissistic personality disorder? Did you know that my network has that? I did not know that. I'm that you are doing God's work. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's what's funny. And this is for the listeners. Okay. You guys have stuck it out for so long and you know, you know, that I do deep shows on this topic. So what's interesting is, and I'm getting chills up my back as I'm doing this conversation with Veronica, because once we know the language and you're talking to somebody who's been through it and they know the language, you're like, yes. oh, you start hearing those cues. Oh, she said empathic. Oh, she said this. Oh, okay. She gets exactly, I can have a deeper conversation because she knows what I'm talking about. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it's so funny because when you don't know, it just sounds like Swahili. Like what, like what? You only know when you sort of been through it. <laughs> And so that you have, so I've had to learn to have discernment around that. Like who can actually hear that conversation about, about, you know, being at the effect of this. So it's, yeah, it's, um, because the world, the world needs to know. Oh gosh. Yes. That's why it's like my mission to, I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it. And I'm going to have all these other shows that talk about it because it is such a, an epidemic. <laughs> it's a health crisis. It's really a health crisis because those that get impacted by it, um, it's, it can be so damaging. And there are, you know, 
and even when I look at the sort of political landscape, I don't think it's between good and evil or left and right. I think it's between the predators and the empaths. Oh, That's God. really what it is. And then when I got that, I was like, oh my God. Uh, <laughs> Hands down, I, you, a bunch of people listening right now are going, yes, 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 because my show's notorious for people listening because of this content. So yeah, and in this situation where I was loosely accused of uh, racism um, was with someone who many mental health professionals um, have said that there has to be cluster B here, like seriously. And that's, and I was like, ah, I didn't see it. I saw a campaign, smear campaign. Absolutely. Yeah. I saw a, alt, I, I saw something different and, um, and saw, Oh, that's how they got in. Got it. That's how I got fooled. It's usually someone else comes to me and, and tells me, or I see them trying to fool somebody else in my circle. And yes. then I go, now I see what you're doing and why, and why I feel like I'm going crazy. But in this situation, I had somebody else, that had dealt with them come forward and say, Hey, by the way, I just want to let you know, this is my experience. And I went, Oh my God. Okay. Got it. Isn't it so important that we talk, we develop a language that we, that we support each other and we ally with each other when something is amiss because otherwise you can fall crazy because it's designed to drive you crazy. Right. Yep. (laughs) And so it's so important that people, can step up and say, hey, did you know this about this person over here? And, and to really, you know, dig a little bit deeper because um, we, I think we, we need to be in community and we need to, you know, band together around this. Absolutely. And it's funny because when you do, maybe if you didn't know that uh, someone else that this person had dealt with, because they always come with a big victim story. That's usually sure. how they get you is, oh, I, and then they look for- And you want to help. And exactly. you want to you want to be a healthy helper, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a healthy helper. Yes, exactly. Give me a bit. How high can I jump through hoops for you? Even right, right. I've done right. the work I've done in my life, but let, you're telling me to jump through hoops. I'm gonna. Yeah, it's right. utterly ridiculous. Um, yeah, and then you uh, you hear someone else, and sometimes you hate each other, and you don't even know each other, and then you go through your stuff, and then you come back, and now like I'm really good friends with this person that yeah dealt with it before me and I'm like oh man this is this is this is nuts but the thing that you learn is you go okay know what I'm dealing with now um this will never end well because it never was gonna anyway before anything was correct it was designed to fail and it was by the other person and it was um and it's a situation where like that saying, don't mud wrestle with the pig. Yes. The pig gets dirt, gets dirty, but the pig likes it. And that's true. They will go to the lowest common denominator Correct. of them in order to quote unquote win, even though it sends self-destruction through their life, but they're used to living in that. Right. Exactly. That's, that's the water in which they swim. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a person who has served the black community for 20 years, and, you know, I founded the world's first black coaching network, and have done a lot of work in terms of driving coaching and a culturally competent model of coaching into the community. What I will say is this, um, uh, I'm like, mm, I have to understand that my, that black folks have been driven crazy too. Right. And so, yes. And mental health, um, mental imbalance passes as culture. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, Yes. Part of my job and my mission in life is to heal that at a, sort of a, at a global level. And that's what I'm kind of up to these days. But, mm. um, but I, I've had to learn to understand that 
that all of the impacts that have happened over the years because of, of racism and because of, you know, that people are unwell and, 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 and you have to acknowledge that, that possibility, I think, out of the gate and have discernment around how to deal with that. So if we look at this kind of a personality disorder as something that has been utilized to oppress people of other races, of other sexes, you know that part of uh, being a victim of this kind of abuse is, uh, I mean, I call it flea and tick syndrome, where you're so uh, targeted and damaged and taken through this crazy town and your only way to react is to I mean, they want you, they gaslight you into being like, you're the crazy one. Yep. So if we look at that in terms of racism, so what we look at is we still have entire races of people and, you know, women also uh, an entire sex of an entire gender of people who have major flea and tick syndrome from the years of being gaslit, targeted and made to look. Yes. Yes. Yes, absolutely, and and so the I think the 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 balance is is to um, understand that and to have empathy, compassion, and um, look at the opportunities for healing for those people, but also understand what damaged people do. Right. <laughs> right, and it's 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 that so it's that tightrope that I, that I think is like the the it's it's. Um, because I used to be before I went through narcissistic abuse, I, I was all compassion. Like, let me help, let me, let me save, let me rescue, let me, right? And yes, and it is true that it's my mission to heal, but it's also part of that, you know, the hard lesson of that is have the discernment to understand um, how to not project my own desire to heal on the rest of the world, that not everybody is rolling like that. <laughs> so. And that's okay. I just, I, I got to make it my business to know, to know the difference. Yeah. And that, that's saying it's so simple and you, you get it in layers, I think, at which I can't remember who said it and I should, but anyway, it's about, you know, when people show you who they are, believe them yes, the, the believe first time. Them. That is very, very difficult for an empath. Yes. And yet it is exactly what we must do. <laughs> boundaries, 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 Navy SEAL bounded, boundaries. <laughs> Wrapped in cotton candy with love, but boundaries. Because <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can yeah. have evidence. I can have evidence. I could have people come up to me and I would be defending this person who's clearly a sociopath. And now when I, if, if I do even one smidge of that, if, because I have all these great warriors around me that are on the yeah. same, you know, and they're like, uh, that doesn't sound right. And I do the same for them because it's so much easier to see it happening to somebody else than yourself. But, uh, you do that thing where you're like, um, I don't, um, I don't think that that's right. And the moment I start to go, well, that it really didn't mean it that way. I, the minute I go, well, I go, okay, you need to stop and you need to check yourself. <laughs> yeah. I think we have to, you know, I think we have to go back if, if impact sort of, we have the gift of feeling right. And perceiving and, and we, we use that to have compassion for the other and for healing the other. I think we have to have enough love and compassion for ourselves mm-hmm. to use that instrument, that instrument of intuition 
to also hear what's wrong. <laughs> yeah. Right. We, 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 we have that ability, right. To, to kind of perceive very deeply. Um, we just have to use it on our own behalf and in, ter- in the name of our own self-love and self-preservation. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> yes. Don't just use it to inspire and, and, and to do and to be compassionate, use it to be compassionate towards yourself too. Oh my gosh. I'm sitting here going, who is this woman? Why did I, why do I only know her now? <laughs> <laughs> well, because I had to, I had to learn the hard way too. So um, not speaking from my soapbox, speaking from having, you know, come out of the ditch. <laughs> oh. <So. laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Coming out of the, that ditch is. All right. So, you know, what's so funny is how we have this conversation that you and I are having. And I had a very clear intention that this is just going to be about, you know, false accusations and racism. And, and of course, there is so much underneath that, that it ends up here at this topic that we're talking about. Because that is, that, that's why we're in an epidemic. Correct. Mm. Correct. It really is. And um, I just think, I mean, when they say it's a national, I think there needs to be more of the, and I'm sure you're sounding the alarm and, and that, like I said, you're doing God's work. Um, that is, it is, it is one of our number one health crisis. It is, it is absolutely. And it's, it's the, the person that's doing it that is actually character disordered, the society that has this wonderful platform that can be used for such good, but also is a feeding frenzy for people like this. And it's called social media, digital media. Absolutely. And it just, and it gets reinforced, right? In the sort of public, in the zeitgeist. And so cruelty and, you know, dismissiveness and polarization and, um, you know, in some ways, I think the veils are falling, like the wound, like the scab's got to come off. And, and so we're, we're in fresh wounding <laughs> a lot these days. Um, and that can be painful, but I think it's important because I, I think that's what happens when healing happens. The, the scab has to come off. The, um, the scales have to fall from people's eyes. The truth has to emerge. And it's painful, um, but necessary, I think, in, from an evolutionary standpoint. <laughs> I think it's healthy too, because I know many of us go through the stage of narcissistic abuse recovery where we're very angry that we don't live in our little fairy world that we had before, like our innocence. This is, if, if anything was going to destroy our, our magical thinking and encounter with a cluster B, it's going to yes. for you. Absolutely. And I, I went through that stage of being angry and all this kind of stuff. And I, I look at it now and I think, you know, I'm, I'm not glad that this person, you know, got me to that place, but I, that is, that is such a danger living in that magical thinking land is such a danger zone because it isn't real. Correct. And it's how we get stuck on celebritizing. It's how we get stuck on notor, you know, thinking notoriety is the way to go, going for those shiny objects. You don't have to have a character disorder to run after shiny objects. There's a bunch of uneducated empaths out there that do the same, you know, the same thing. I, I hear people all the time say, oh, well, this movie star, they're so da-da-da. And I'm like, you don't even know that person right. like don't put them on you don't right. know them and you don't know the fact that i do know some well-known people and they 
call me and they are just as messed up as I am. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, I mean, being put on a pedestal in that way in some way can be a contributing factor to, because you, because it, it's, it, it appears to be consequence free, right? Because uh, everything is crafted and constructed for, for, for public consumption. Um, but it doesn't mean they're sane or healthy or whole or, you know, and, and, and I think these days more and more that's being revealed. I mean, yes. the other thing that I think is so important for empath to know is that, um, like I had to learn that the reason to have Navy SEAL boundaries is because we can't afford to lose you. Like we can't afford to have the empathic be taken out yes. of the game by this destructive, <laughs> these destructive um, patterns that people are, are in. And so it is like, we need you. Like we need yeah. you. We need me. We need empath that have the capacity to do greater good and to have greater impact. And we can't afford to have you be taken out because you're in magical thinking. Oh my God, absolutely. And we can't afford to have you be, I mean, we need you to go through the recovery that we all must go through yeah. to get where we need to be, but we need you to get through that recovery, however long it takes, because otherwise you're taken out in a different way. Yes. Yes. It's interesting. I, when I went through my narcissistic abuse, I went, I had, I, everything comes in threes, right? So I had a man, a mentor and a mother and they all revealed themselves within the space of about 60 to 90 days. Isn't and, that I, and I, and I, I was just mm -hmm. the love, the shock mm -hmm. and the, and the level of, it was like, it was like this unholy triad. I was like, I, I, I just couldn't believe it. Right. And, and either people that yeah. I had trusted implicitly and given good money to, and I mean, just all this stuff. Right. And, and, um, so I guess I'm like, wow, I must be hard-headed. Thanks for sending me a triad so that I could really get it. <laughs> Just in case I didn't want to believe. <laughs> Here it is. Oh. That's, you know. I know. Um, I thought, why do I have so, why have I had so many? And then what's so funny is um, my, my friend who's a shaman and she really works on this. She goes, Kristen, why do you think? She goes, stop thinking that you, that this is a bad thing, that you're some damaged freak that just lets these in. They come at you and you have different tools for getting Correct. them away. But she goes, do you think that somebody who hadn't been targeted since birth by these kinds of character disordered people would create a network that has the most shows to try to help as many? I mean, she goes, so do you see where like you had to know Correct. everything you can about as much about these people? Oh, right. Oh, God. That's right. And and so that you can actually also be of deeper service to people that you you know that you serve. But also, I think the other thing for empath to know is, and a shaman told me this too. They say people come into your presence, and they witness your light, mm. and they begin to illuminate out of the reflection of your light. But you make the mistake of thinking that it's them. That's so true. That it's their light, right? Understand what's yours and understand what's theirs. And I went, huh, right? And 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 I think for folks that you know have compassion or you know are other focused, um, that can feel arrogant at first. 
Absolutely. Right. It, it can feel arrogant. Like, wait, it's not, it's not about me. It's about all of us. We're, we're in this together with humanity. Um, no. <laughs> and so it's, it's getting that level of distinction, like getting some very fine nuanced distinctions about yourself and about the other. Absolutely. I think the biggest way that I've hidden myself under a barrel is, and this is by design too, I mean, because God forbid you speak out against someone who's behaving that way, and then you actually have the audacity to have a better life because of it. So the moment that that you, you know, when you get away from them, so I always would carry this anytime anything really good was going on that I generated, I had to go into this like self-deprecating denying denying because I don't want to be you know called a narcissist myself right I had this year is the year that I went okay you know what I'm I'm not going to do that anymore because it's not it's not true it's not possible does everybody have narcissistic traits sure sure but do I have a character disorder right no so I can stop carrying you know, that around. Right. And a lot of us do that because boy, they plant some seeds that, that yes. they, plant, they plant some bombs that are going to go off years down the line that you don't even know are there. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, all this whole journey is about discovering the truth, right? So what's the truth? What's the real truth? Good and bad, right? And um, rose colored glasses can be just as much of an illusion, <laughs> Right. And so like what so that's my, my 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 question now is always what's the higher truth here? What's what's the higher truth? And um not just the one I would prefer, not just the one that is comforting or soothing. Right. But was really the truth. I know, exactly. And that's an interesting inquiry to be in. Um more 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 is revealed to me more immediately out of that question then how do I find everything right and happy and fluffy and with pom-poms and kitties? Like it, yeah. So no, my, I, I had this guy, two important things I learned yesterday in the midst of an, an, an all out anxiety attack. when I called the shaman that I work with and said, okay, we've just done this major healing work. There's this BS going on. Like, uh, and she said, well, okay, do you want to go back to shiny la la land? which is where people like this person can take you to with it isn't healthy and, and you go there. Yeah. It's not like they force you to go. Yeah. Um, do you want to do that? Or do you want to get to work and do the work that you really do when you're not distracted by these kind of people, um, which is the muck mm. of a human being. And, you know, do you want to do that, that get dirty work? Cause the get dirty work and get down and do your thing is not about la la land. And I was like, I want to, I want to go into the get dirty thing. And it was really good to cast that final code off of, yeah, I don't want to go to that magical thinking ever, even for 10 minutes. I don't want to do that because it just isn't healthy. Even a little bit at a time, it's like heroin. Yes. Right. Reality can be painful, but it's beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right. It's beautiful. So um, even though it can, it can be painful. Uh, to confront, right? And it's not that reality itself was painful. It's it's our attachment to having it look another way. That's actually and and the dismantling of that. That's actually the most painful. Absolutely. So yeah. So I'm 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 I am grateful to 
my experience, your experience, because if it makes you more, if it puts you in greater touch with reality so that you can serve in your highest and best way, then the planet gets that, gets to benefit from that. Um, You know, it's just, you have to, it's it's a difficult path. It's a difficult path to uncover these truths. It's a difficult path to confront these realities. It's a difficult path. It's, it's, you know, it can be excruciating, but I think it's our responsibility to ourselves and our own self-love and and, and self-care as much as it is to the people that we're going to serve. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, this is not how I expected this conversation to go, but that's what's awesome about doing this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Thank you for doing it. Absolutely. Tell our listeners where they can find out more about you and what you do. Yeah. Um, gosh, I'm sort of uh, in between brands right now and I have a really old website, but go check it out. I'm, gonna, I'm actually in the process of launching a new one this week. But if you go to veronicacomway.com, V-E-R-O-N-I-C-A-C-O-N-W-A-Y.com, there is an older website that sort of talks about stuff I used to do. It's going to be it'll be a new website up soon. Talk about some of the things that I'm doing in the future. I'm going to be working with... Um, I work a lot with executives and business owners and help them sort of dismantle their, um, I, 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 I just do really kind of fast transformative work to help them dismantle emotional blockages and create kind of balance and equilibrium in their lives. And then I'm also going to be doing an international virtual summit of black thought leaders, activists, entertainers, celebrities. Um, it's also going to be a giant healing. We're going to look at how do, how do we heal intergenerational trauma that exists in the black psyche. Mm-hmm. We've got some really, cool stuff that I can do that heals that stuff at a distance. Um, And that's just kind of what I'm up to. That's fantastic. Good for you. Thank you for coming on and for doing what you do in the world. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you listeners for tuning into another episode of mental health news radio. I know, I know no one likes commercials, but seriously folks, without the help from these organizations, we could not stay on the air. Please give a shout out to zencharts.com. If you're a mental health or addiction treatment center, you'll want to use their EHR. It's gorgeous. And they're just good people. And also mygenetics, M-Y-G-E-N-E-T-X.com, because knowing your genetic code empowers your mental health treatment. And lastly, copenotes.com. We love getting positive messages right to our phones every day from Johnny Crowder. He's the lead singer of Prison, a heavy metal band sharing their music about suicide prevention, addiction recovery, and mental health. See, that was painless. Support them as they support us. Back to the show. But never without good intentions I heat up and act on my emotions Thanks so much for listening to Mental Health News Radio. Our podcast can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, and hundreds of other podcast apps. Or you can visit our website at mentalhealthnewsradio.com. If you have a question or would like to be a guest, become a podcaster on our network, or join the amazing organizations that help keep us on the air, please email us at info at mhnrnetwork.com. 
Get ready for that special goodbye from our resident therapy dog, Miles, and a special thanks to Emily Sohn for letting us use her incredible song, Cordial, for our podcast music. Listen to the full song on SoundCloud at emily.sonne. Don't be surprised when I don't hate on you. After all we promised, we'd be cordial.